Good afternoon, everyone. It is now 5.30 here at CFRC 101.9 FM, Radio Queen's University, and you are listening to Campus Beat. I'm Dinah Jansen. In this program, we cover news, issues, events, initiatives, and services at Queen's University for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Welcome and enjoy. In today's episode, we welcome this year's Alma Mater Society executive team candidates now running for election. Team JNN is the only slated team running for the 2024 AMS executive elections. Jason Kim, Noah Mauji, and Nicholas Brissett, also known as Nico, join us to discuss their experience and their vision for AMS governance for 2024-25. Following our discussion with Team JNN, we throw it over to CFRC's campus news liaison, Erica Singh, for an interview with folks from Union Gallery, the student-led art gallery at Stafford Library, about Union Gallery's upcoming fundraiser, now renamed Side by Side. But first... Let's dive into our chat with Jason, Noah, and Nicholas of Team JNN. So welcome Team JNN. We'd love to learn a little bit about you and your experience as student leaders. Perhaps we can start with you, Jason. Tell us about your leadership experience. Yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a fourth year here at Queen's. I'm in the Smith School of Business. Um, and a little bit about my experience here as a Queen's student. Um, I came here, obviously, at the peak of COVID, so things weren't as familiar to me. But I've, I've tried to get engaged within the student um, community as much as I can. I do a lot of volunteering work. Um, I'm in a couple of mentorship programs. I am uh, a part of a, a club that's uh, AMS Ratified. Um, I've been trying to get around here and there, but, uh, I would honestly say that most of my student experience has been working. Um, like, I mean, all throughout the first three years of university, I was holding at least three part-time jobs consecutively to try and support myself. Um, but I've also am a very avid athlete. Um, I think it was second year that I was part of, uh, one of the Queens rugby, uh, clubs and, um, third year I was part of the novice rowing team. Um, and I've, I've tried to diversify my experiences here and there, and uh, here I am. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Now over to you, Noah. Tell us about yourself and your experience as a student leader. Yeah, so I'm currently a fourth-year student um, in the Faculty of Arts and Science. I entered university in 2020, so um, obviously during the COVID year, very difficult time. I opted to, to actually live in residence to try to get what I can from the student the beginning of my student experience during COVID. And one of the first things I did was joined as an, uh, elect, ran as the ACES representative to the AMS in my first year, uh, which was my first sort of leadership opportunity um, at Queens. And the following year, I decided to run again for another position, uh, this time as a senator. So I have some leadership experience. Both of those were during COVID, so this was a very difficult time, and it was a lot of teaching myself sort of the ropes of student government and the administration. Um, but student leadership is something I'm extremely passionate about, and I'm really excited to use some of these skills that I have developed um, in this election, and ultimately, if we were to win as Vice President of University Affairs. Thank you so much, Noah. And now over to Nico. Let's hear about your student leadership experience. Yes, uh, thank you. First and foremost, I'm Nico. I'm also in fourth year in arts and science. And likewise with uh, Noah, I also started during the COVID year. And unlike Noah, I didn't go to student residence. I ended up just staying home doing work online. 
And I think that also had a very big impact on student experience and the student life center and everything else. Uh, my experience as a student leader, I would say has been, it's been different than Noah for sure. I started off working here in my second year uh, with Wacom. I spent a good year with Wacom. I also spent the year with student constables and I had a lot of, uh, because of that, I have a lot of experience and understanding of how the operation side works in uh, AMS. And when it comes to leadership, I um, this is a bit more of a different thing than uh, AMS related. But I also, during the summer, helped um, a lot of international students that were coming here from different places. And uh, we did a little bit of a student entrepreneur activity between us uh, six in the summertime. And uh, essentially what we did was uh, we found um, potential clients who need people who to mow their lawns, to clean their houses, and essentially just any type of odd job. And I led that uh, initiative with other national students that were in need to help, you know, pay their bills and such. And uh, yeah, I think that was probably my most meaningful leadership experience and at Queens right now, just because it really did make a difference for student uh, international students who came here and are in search of uh, extra funding with the house of with the cost of living crisis here in Canada. And uh, it really made me understand a lot more what it means to be a leader and at this age and the burdens and pressure that brings. Thank you so much, Nico. Now, gentlemen, let's hear more about your platform. Each of you are running as a team within a slate, but you're also running for discrete positions. What will you do with your position when you're in office and what will you do as a team? Let's hear about your platform. How about we start with you, Jason? Yeah, of course. I'm running for um, the position of AMS president alongside my teammates, Nico and Noah, who will be running for VPs. A little bit about our platform. Um, we kind of categorized our vision into three pillars. We will say this a lot in the coming days, and it is redefine, revive, and represent. In terms of redefining, we really wanted to focus on redefining what AMS means to students. I think that there's a great disconnection between what students perceive student government bodies to be and what they actually are. In terms of revive, throughout my experience at Queens, I found that students have been lacking Queen's spirit. Um, a lot of their pride associated with being a Queen's Gales has dissipated over the years, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic. And we want to bring that back. We want students to be proud of going to a historically prestigious university as Queen's and being able to not only strive for academic ex excellence, but also be able to contribute meaningfully back to the community because that's what Queen's is. is we're a big community. In terms of represent, as a team, we found that there's a lot of voices on campus and in different faculties that don't feel as represented, especially with smaller faculties or smaller clubs and organizations. We want to really do a make a, we want to really make sure to do a holistically good job on trying to reach every far corner of Queen's campus and ensuring that students feel heard and their voices are conveyed in the appropriate places. And that's a bit about our platform, yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Now, Noah, can we hear from you about your position and what you'll do as a team? So we have a lot of ideas, uh, but I guess I'll just go over one main one as a team and one just personally. And so um, as a team, one of our big, um, our biggest policy, and I would say our biggest, our vision is that we feel that there is a big disconnect 
between the student government and the student body. And this has been brewing for a few years. I, I'm not sure what the relationship entirely looked like before COVID-19, uh, but I think COVID-19 uh, must have exacerbated that because when we speak to a lot of students, they typically, a lot of them have you know, no idea what's going on in the student government, whether that be in their faculty, um, but sometimes they have a, a little bit better of their faculty, but definitely when it comes to the AMS, there's a large disconnect. And so one thing that we're hoping to do um, is sort of bridge that gap. And one of the ways that we are planning on doing so is by actually increasing the amount of representation in the faculties, especially in the smaller faculties, um, at giving them you know, voting members in the assembly. That's something that we are very passionate about um, and we're hoping to work on right away. As for me personally, going for the vice president of university affairs, um, I um, affairs, public affairs, that sort of thing, something that I'm really interested in. Um, the idea of representing our student body, whether that be to municipal or provincial actors, um, especially with everything that's going on right now, uh, with the budget cuts, with the, some of the laws that have been passed by the provincial government, there's a lot of work to be done. It's something I'm really hoping to get into and try my best to um, help make a better, uh, help, you know, make things a bit better. Um, and on a personal level, um, accessibility, you know, with my role, I'll be uh, directing with the, commission, the, the commissioner of social issues. And I'm hoping to have a sort of renewed emphasis on accessibility for students with disabilities on campus, particularly physical disabilities, and making sure the AMS is catering um, to the and helping these students that um, are suffering in many ways. Um, and for me personally, that's that's really important. Thank you so much. And now over to Nico. Tell us about your platform, what you're going to be doing when you're in office and what you envision as a team. Yes, thank you. I think one of the big things about our platform is representing. Uh, there's a lot of students who, similar to what Noah said, there's a big disconnection between AMS and the student body. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of issues that students care about, you know, not just about the financial transparency issues, but of course, there's issues with for example, the Mature Student uh, Association being defunded or the lack of accessibility in many of our um, campus buildings. You know, the fact that there is a lack of accessibility in many of our buildings is a concern that just doesn't get brought up. There's, you know, a massive amount of safety concerns. Unfortunately, we had cases of students getting attacked in and out of campus. And I think AMS has a role to be a part of that conversation. And so that's why I really, really want to run for office is specifically being that person to be able to be in those situations where we can advocate for these issues that we know many students are, are, are concerned about. I think for the past few days, when the biggest thing I've been doing is listening. I've had multiple consulting sessions with some smaller faculties like the health sciences, and I'm going to have a meeting with the nursing society and the Con Ed society as well. Um, I've also just been listening to just regular students and kind of just trying to understand more what are the concerns that students are caring about. You know, there's a very big issue with um, with uh, food insecurity as well, you know, and this is a concern that many students are worried about. And, you know, I think AMS with our food bank and with the many other programs that we have here in Queens, like Queens Good Diner as an example, we have a role to, you know, advocate and to spread awareness and to put more pressure and, and put more money into these sort of initiatives and systems uh, that we have in place to really help the students that really need those um, and those resources and those services. We have a really big issue with uh, landlords taking advantage of students that just don't know much about lease agreements. And we do have infrastructure in place, for example, our off-living campus advisor to really help students understand more about their lease agreements and what they're actually signing into. So I just think uh, there's a lot of concerns that um, that students uh, have and there's not much 
there's not as much advocacy and voices on an AMS for these issues. And so that's what I really, you know, that's why I want to run and what I will do leads to that. I want to advocate and really make sure that these issues are being addressed and across campus and you know also when running the operations on campus that we are talking about you know safety that we are talking about food insecurity that we are talking about these issues that i know students do care about a lot thank you so much nico now can we start with you jason how can student listeners learn more about team jnn and your campaign and platform Yeah, of course. That's a good question. I know that things can kind of get muddled and lost, especially nowadays with social media. We do have an Instagram page. It would be JNN4AMS. That would be our most up-to-date updates on our campaigning process. The best way I honestly think is if you see any of us around on campus, feel free to stop us and have a chat. We're more than glad to have a conversation with anyone. And also just personally reach out to us. I think first and foremost, we have to understand that a lot of AMS candidates, AMS executives, and the whole uh, perception of AMS seems to be this bubble. But we're all students, really. I'm I'm a fourth year student. I'm going through the same same test exams, courses as everyone else is. So feel free to just reach out to us personally if you have any questions. But we will be doing our best to ensure that everyone around campus is aptly updated, um, including during our booting sessions this week, which we'll have a schedule posted on our Instagram as well. Nico, do you have anything to add about how students can learn more about you and how to reach you? Yeah, I think there's, I want to add three things. Also, don't be afraid to come out and see us. If you know us, if you see us just on university or anywhere else, don't, don't, don't be, don't feel afraid to reach out to us to talk to us because we do really want to listen and hear concerns. Like we've heard many, but we're really, 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 really want to get all students to talk to us because that's important to us. And now over to you, Noah. Can you tell us more about how students can learn more about Team JNN and your campaign? Yeah, if they want to learn more, they can go on Instagram to JNN4AMS, and the four is the numerical four, JNN4AMS, and there we'll be posting updates. That's where you our platform will be uploaded today, um, which will detail a lot of our plans. And that's where you can see updates on where we're going to be for the next week and some information about how to vote as voting approaches next early next week. And thanks so much, Noah. Now, folks, let's hear more about how students can get out and vote, but also why they should do so. Jason, let's start with you. Well, voting period will be from February 6th to 7th. Um, It will be online. So anyone who uh, is an AMS um, membership fee paying student is eligible to go online and vote. Um, Obviously, on the ballot, it won't be just us. It will be the vote for the rectorship. It will be the vote for um, various... uh, for example, optional fees that student may have to pay in the coming years. Um, hopefully, we will have uh, in-person voting this year as well, but I think that's more just in the talks, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I really encourage students to get out, get out and vote. Um, I think everyone can agree that student engagement has been lacking, as, as we've discussed. And it's really important that your voices are heard, and the way to do that is to vote. I think that people need to know this vote isn't for JNN. It's for the students. It's how students can convey their voices and their concerns. And I think that's really important. Over to you, Noah. Yeah, I think that the reason that they should get out and vote is because we are a team who is really, really committed um, to serving the student body. Um, like some of uh, some people, if they wanted to learn a bit more in other places, the Queen's Journal article, which was released today. Um, one thing that we mentioned 
that was mentioned in the article that we spoke about was the fact that, you know, all three of us were ready to graduate and, you know, start continuing on the path, the rest of the path of our lives. Um, but we made the decision um, to stay so that we can run in this election, that we can represent the students. And the reason for that is because we truly care about Queens. And our promise to students is that their voices will be heard. We are going to make ourselves more available um, and as, as available as we possibly can, both during this campaign and subsequently, um, should we be elected. Um, and we want to hear student voices and we're ready to put in the hard work uh, to represent the students on campus. Awesome. And now, Nico, last thoughts on how to vote. To vote, there will be an email sent from the AMS uh, during February 6th and 7th. Uh, that will address, you simply get into, you simply click, click the voting link and then you sign in with your uh, net ID and then you will be brought to a page where you're able to vote for the rector and for the AMS executive physicians. Thank you so much, folks. We've been chatting with Jason Kim, Noah Mauji, and Nico Brassett of Team JNN, currently running for AMS executive. Visit myams.org for more information about elections and referenda happening on February 6th and 7th. And stay tuned for more special Campus Beat programming with our interviews with SGPS executive and rector candidates, alongside interviews with various student organizations related to their campaigns in the coming days, right here on CFRC 101.9 FM, streaming at cfrc.ca, and on various mobile apps, as well as podcasting via Spotify and Apple Music. Now over to CFRC Campus News Liaison Erica Singh, welcoming guests from Union Gallery about its upcoming side-by-side fundraiser right here on Queen's Campus. Hello, my name is Erica Singh and welcome to Campus Corner. Today I'm joined by Rhee and Bailey who are here from the Union Gallery. Hi guys, how are you? Hi, we're doing really well. Hi, great. Thank you for having us. Do you guys just mind introducing yourselves and telling us a little bit about the Union Gallery? Yeah, so uh, my name's Bailey Lang. I'm a master's student here at Queen's in Cultural Studies. And my name is Ree Parsons. I am also a master's student uh, here at Queen's in Cultural Studies. And uh, Union Gallery is a student-centered, non-for-profit space on the campus in Stauffer Library on the first floor. And uh, this year we're actually entering our 30th year in operation. So we opened in 1994, which is really exciting. Uh, So we are a contemporary public art gallery and we kind of act as like this meeting place for artists from like different points in their career and different styles and different mediums, different ages and different communities to all kind of come together and have this space together where they can experiment and exhibit and play. Yeah, and the fundraiser is Union Gallery's annual fundraiser, and it's the main annual event that helps generate revenue for Union Gallery to keep its programming free for everyone. So the event was previously called Cezanne's Closet, and this year we've uh, done a new name to rename it Side by Side. Uh, The event is open now and includes an exhibition and an event which takes place on February 10th. Uh, people are welcome to come and visit the exhibition in person now until the date of the event and purchase tickets for either $100 or $200. So this includes a lottery-style draw over Zoom where ticket holders' names are pulled one by one and they are invited to choose which piece they would like to bring home with them after the event. All right, perfect. And can you tell us a little bit more about the inspiration behind the name Side by Side and what changes participants can expect from this refreshed event? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
our directors, Morgan Wetterspoon and Abby Nowakowski, um, they were talking about a shift that they wanted to enact that really reflected what Union Gallery has become in these last few years, um, which is this meeting place for all these types of artists and mediums and genres. Um, so when we were brainstorming this new name, you know, we kind of had our eyes closed and we were envisioning what Cezanne's Closet, what this fundraiser has been in the past, which is this gallery style exhibition with this like huge amount of diverse art and artists literally displayed together side by side. So we kind of played, played off of this and um, in the aesthetics, we created this like playful and whimsical sort of vision that uh, personifies the kind of joy that comes from these types of radical and care-filled communities within these more traditional spaces, such as an institution like Queens or the university, um, so on. And what participants can expect to see in the event is something that's really relevant and reflects who Union Gallery is today. And it's really interesting because it takes on the people behind the organization. So Abby, who is a printmaker, has a very specific um, style in her art, and uh, they have done a beautiful job with the visuals and the aesthetic aesthetic footprint of the new fundraiser. So you can really see Abby in all of this, and then you can see Morgan in um, some more of the fundraising elements, like the pins and the uh, the new name and. Bailey, you can see Bailey and the pieces that are curated and you can see me and some of the other um, corners of the exhibition like it's a really multifaceted event that like takes on everybody in the organization it's really interesting in that sense yeah that sounds amazing um so when is the event and how can people buy tickets so the online event is going to be held on February 10th. Uh, the exhibition is open now, so people are welcome to come in and visit and purchase tickets up until the, um, the date of the event. Uh, tickets can be purchased through Union's website, or if anyone needs any help, you're welcome to visit the gallery space as well. There's always someone there to help out. Um, Union's website is uh, uniongallery.queensu.ca, and if you visit there, you can also find a lot of other exciting ways to help support the gallery. We're also doing a postcard sale right now, with um, some of the prints that are in the show that Rhea and I were really excited to put together and have been such a awesome thing to see it all come together. Big Daddy! Big come daddy. see Big Daddy! Big Daddy's an awesome piece and also one of the postcards for sale. Uh, there's also some totes and the pins are available to pre-order as well. But the tickets can be purchased through the website for $100 or $200. And also if you head to the website, the, um, the online catalog's there as well. So if you can't have an opportunity to come in and see everything in person, the catalog's a great way to check everything out. And we also have some raffle baskets coming up, which are really exciting. All right, and the pin you mentioned, um, that is a collaboration by Adrian Crossman. Um, can you please talk a little bit more about the collaboration and the significance of the pin? Definitely. So Adrian Crossman is going to be exhibiting at Union Gallery um, in a few months. And what we wanted to do was uh, reflect this shift in the fundraiser that faces the artists. So um, in some of the in some of the structural changes that were made, um, we created an opportunity for artists to actually make money from their sales. And in doing this, this was our idea of 
shifting the fundraiser to be more artist and student centered. So um, we wanted to create a collaboration with one of our artists, whether they were exhibiting or part of the um, exhibiting in the future or part of the exhibition now to reflect this moment, this shift in time. Um, and these sort of limited edition ephemeral products um, really represent what this moment right now means to us and how we can make this present change meaningful and how people can take a piece of that home with them. And then we're hoping to continue this into the future where we have more collaborations with more artists in more time-based exhibitions and products and performances to really reflect what this moment means to Union Gallery and what it will mean in the future. All right, and along that same line, nearly 130 artworks are available for selection. What was the process of choosing each artwork and what can attendees expect from this diverse collection? So um, artists made this, this decision themselves based on a number of factors when they were originally submitting their pieces to potentially be included in the show. Um, as the exhibition came together, a lot of the pieces on average in the $200 section are quite a bit bigger. The biggest piece is around five feet tall, so that's a notable distinction and also really exciting to come and see. Um, visitors to the exhibition can expect to see a lot of different pieces by artists in the community, students, and lots of different friends of Union Gallery. Uh, on the left side, when you enter the exhibition, are all the $100 pieces, and the $200 pieces are on the right, so it should be you know, easy to tell which kind of ticket people might be interested in purchasing. There's a lot of range in terms of subject matter, style, medium, and even a few really great sculptures that we were excited to include. Uh, this hopefully includes a lot of different styles of works from artists to create a great exhibition, but also lots of options for ticket holders to choose from. For those who want to stay updated or learn more about Side by Side, can you please provide some information about where they can buy tickets again and some more additional details on the event, such as a website or social media? Yeah, so again, Union's website is uniongallery.queensu.ca, so that's great for ticket purchasing, they can access the catalog, um, also all the artwork details, and more ways to support Union, such as the totes for sale postcard, of works in the exhibition, pre-ordering the pin, and also the raffle baskets. Um, and Union's Instagram is always a great place to keep updated about all the other things going on, the exciting things that are yet to come, their programming, and you can find them on Instagram at union underscore gallery. Ticket holders at the $100 and $200 levels. Absolutely. So the tiered system reflects the changes that Union Gallery made for the artists in them being able to select the value of their work and then being able to receive money from the sale. And um, the $100 price range is what Union has always offered, which is something that's accessible for students that still gets you a really great piece of art. And there's about 70 pieces to choose from in that price range. And the $200 level allowed us as curators the wiggle room to be able to, you know, move everything around and select things as we saw fit. But also the it allowed Union Gallery to be able to pay the artists instead of asking for full donations, which is what we've done for almost 30 years in the past. Visually, as Bailey mentioned, you can see the difference between the tiers. So there's more $100 pieces that are a bit smaller on the left, and then there's about 53 $200 pieces that are a bit larger in size on the right side of the gallery. 
Yeah, so on February 10th, um, anyone that has purchased a ticket is welcome to join the live Zoom. And from here, what people can expect is we have some really awesome MCs to guide them through the evening to make it a really enjoyable experience. I think everyone had their cats up on screen at one point last year, which was <laughs> awesome. Um, and from there, what happens is one by one, the ticket holders' names are pulled, and then they're invited to choose whichever piece they'd like in that order. So it's really exciting to see what people are choosing, when your name's going to be pulled, and it's a lot of great energy for the whole night. So the raffles are something new this year that the fundraising committee wanted to initiate. So all of our committees are student-run and organized, which really brings uh, Union Gallery back into the student hands. And what the fundraising committee wanted to do this year was create um, really exciting opportunities for the ticket buyers to receive some local goodies from um, sponsors like YGK Thrift, um, Something Else Records, Kingston Canadian Film Festival, the screening room, and like so much more. So we have two raffle baskets this year where you can get um, almost $300 worth of goodies in each. And they're super affordable. It's like $10 for six tickets or something. So definitely a really exciting change for the ticket buyers this year that hasn't ever been available. Make sure to stop by Stoffer Library until February 10th to view the artworks and make sure to buy your tickets at the Union Gallery's website. That's all for me today. Thank you so much.